Previously on Sorta Awesome Plus, Kyle ate dog food. Not during the episode, thank goodness, but I'm beginning to suspect that the recent puppy acquisition was smoke and mirrors to hide his secret delight. Secrets don't make friends. <laughs> hey, you gave yourself a haircut. I did. How do you feel? Good. It's, uh, it was getting a little, not, nah, yeah. Yeah words and things <laughs> and stuff and then the deal i need a haircut so badly and that's why every time i'm watching myself on video i'm like oh my gosh when i put my hair up i hate it when it's down i hate it you want me to do a little, a little I work would, i would literally you've cut my hair more than once i have we may get to that point you guys should we film it probably not i like to cut hair naked and that's so not good for anybody else. Well, not for YouTube. That I bet we could sell that video separate, off for someone. Separate new content. <laughs> sort of naked. You're the naked one. I will not be naked. As I understand it, people pay to see some pretty weird things, but I don't, yes, that's I don't what I'm know saying. If that's gonna make the cut. I'm saying Get not it? make the cut. Oh, you did it. I didn't mean to. It was and, so terrible. Good callback. That's the name of the Tim Gunn Heidi Klum series that I love, Making the Cut. Now it's it has a whole different level of meaning. A whole different level. Yeah. But so you gave yourself a haircut. It looks mm -hmm. nice. You, you do, even though you see your, okay, let's say this. During a non-pandemic, normal times, in the before times, before the apocalypse, you would go about every other week to your barber, your long-standing relationship barber he would both give you a haircut and then also work with and your that's beard. about how much work it takes just <laughs> but he works with your beard he works with he spends a long time how, about what's the average time you're in the chair with alan i can't recall a time that's been less than 45 minutes that's an entire episode the barbershop experience Every single time Kyle goes, I'm like, tell me everything that happened <laughs> from the minute you pulled in the parking lot until you left. I want to know the whole story because you go to a classic barbershop that's most kind of, well, it's mostly men, right? Clients are mostly men. Not, yes, the, not the barbers, yes, yes, but the yes. clients are mostly men. Sometimes there are female barbers there. Yes. Okay. But so anyway, that's a, that is another discussion. But so you go in every other week-ish, mm -hmm. and he does all of this. But in the off weeks, sometimes, if your hair gets a little, little long, you will go ahead and do what you've done here, which is just take it all down. Yeah, what what we have progressed to is I go in about once a month. Really? Yeah, okay. every four weeks, and then at the two-week mark in between, I'll knock okay. this down myself. I didn't realize. I feel like, and was there a time when it was kind of every other week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What I, what I figured out strangely is that when I was in every two weeks, it was about every other beard trim that was any good. Oh, that's right. And then the other times would be like, you, you completely missed this side or something bizarre. And so when I would let it go longer, he stood, he, he most often then did a better job. So, okay. That makes yeah. sense. 
really important stuff. It, it looks good. Thank looks you. good. I mm -hmm. am every single day when I when we all wake up and I look at the twins' hair is one day closer to me just saying, "Will you please take your clippers and do something about their situation?" I can it's do this. Me nuts. We may get to that point. It's really bothering me. They look like shaggy dogs and not in a cute way. They sometimes smell like them too. Usually. Okay. So you did that today. Yes. I mean, it, that wasn't the only thing, but that is something I did today. <laughs> You've been working hard in your office most of the day. We did have a hot dog break at lunch. Yes. I want to talk about hot dogs here in a minute. <laughs> no mayonnaise was harmed in the making of those hot dogs. <laughs> okay. My day started bright and early as it always does. And Kyle, this morning, I had what I like to call an efficiency epiphany. And I hope you appreciate it because you are all about the efficiencies. I am. So since we started schooling our kids at home, I have heard over and over advice from veteran homeschoolers who have said, do not try to recreate the classroom experience at home. That's not going to work. And that's great advice, especially during this pandemic time when we've got older kids who are trying to hop on Zoom calls at all hours during the day. We're balancing a lot of things. Well, in my mind, I translated that to mean you don't have to make like an eight o'clock to three o'clock schedule for your kids. Have them do their work. And whenever they're done, they're done. Is how my mind processed this very good advice from veteran homeschoolers. However, this morning we did something totally different. And I think I actually finally understand what those veteran homeschoolers meant. And that is this, the twins wake up roughly about six o'clock every morning. Twins and Nico and the puppies are all up around six. And me, of course. And you, you get up at six every morning. At least. Um, so this morning, instead of dilly-dallying around and letting the twins watch the black and white version of Godzilla from 1954 that they've watched like 12 times since this stay at home started. Um, they're obsessed with Godzilla, by the way, obsessed. I said, no, you know what? Since everybody's up and we've got a lot of energy, let's eat breakfast. And then you guys are going to start on your math lessons. So we did that. And then the next thing we know, we took a little break. Then we did reading and we honestly finished all of the work that I had planned for the twins by like eight o'clock. Nice. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And they were, and then they had tons of free time. They were so excited to have so much free time um, to watch Godzilla and other things and play with the puppies and do whatever they wanted to and have second breakfast. <laughs> it's a hobbit family. It is a hobbit family. They are seven-year-old boys. So they do, they like to snack a lot. Anyway, it was such an epiphany that I was like, oh my goodness, before the girls even roll out of bed, we can be done with schooling with the boys for the day. And it's when their energy is high. Now we do have a little resistance to reading. That's a whole nother episode, but we powered through, we made it through. And by eight, the boys obligations towards what they needed to work on for school today were done. And I feel like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to be up anyway, this is a great solution. How have I not realized this before? Mm. It, was a, it was a big deal morning for me. I didn't realize that wasn't a real question. <laughs> so that was how the day started. Um, speaking of the puppies, I would like to let you all know. Do I get to interject? Oh, yes. 
please do. Sorry. I know I'm not. I have a lot of work. I know I'm not the talent. <laughs> but if you'll allow me to talk, then when it comes time to edit later, I know when to cut out things. It's when I'm talking, but when it's you constant, you never get a chance to reset. I don't interrupt for an editing point. Help me help you. Help me help something. Help me help you. Okay. Now I don't even know what I was going to say, and I just want to use profanity. Uh, you were talking about efficiency? It's okay. Done before eight? It's okay. Eat the frog? Is that part of it? No, I hate that saying. I agree with the philosophy. It's a stupid saying. Kind of a... Mm -mm. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Okay. I'm sorry that I made you lose your efficiency thought. Maybe I'll come back to you. Almost made me lose more than that. <laughs> Good. I will, I will say, if it's okay, that's, I think people convolute what efficiency is sometimes. And sometimes efficiency is as simple as exactly what you did, just recognizing I'm completely wasting this time right now so that I can be even busier later and you yes. shuffled it around. And it is rewarding. It is a treat to get things yes. done that way. It, gen it genuinely feels like an epiphany to me. I'm very happy to have stumbled across that. Epiphany or Eureka? Hmm. Is there a difference? Don't you say Eureka at the moment of epiphany? I never say <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> you do say Yahtzee. Unless I say Yahtzee, maybe that's the redneck version. I don't know. But you can't just say it. you got to throw the funk on right. Yahtzee. I'm not going to do it. Oh. I'm not a circus monkey. I don't perform on demand. <laughs> okay. Now, circling back, speaking of eating the frog and feeding people and puppies, uh, I want you all to know that the puppies do love their froms, like super love it are absolutely scarfing it down. Even Stella, who's kind of a reluctant eater, we've conjectured, oh, that reminds me of another thing. But anyway, we've conjectured that Stella was maybe the runt yes. of the litter. She's a little more petite. She's a definitely a slower eater. Um, Good fighter. Yeah, totally scrappy. But I have to tell you, I, for, I totally forgot until this moment that one highlight of the day is the breeder who... Uh, uh, we got the puppies from, mm -hmm. texted me out of the blue today to say, how are the puppies? Nice. And he wanted to follow up and was just like, they were my favorites. We, he even said, will you please send me pictures as they get older? Wow. They were my favorites. And I think he had told you this when you went to pick them up, that he went and got like the, the sister of, I don't know. I didn't, I, he didn't give me details. What he told me was he had planned on keeping one or both yeah. of what we took and that because we didn't, the very next day he was going to go take the proceeds from our transaction and buy one. He he liked their color yes, scheme. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. Anyway, I sent him pictures of them and how they're like, they like to sleep together and running around in the yard and being snuggled with the kids and he was so happy and he just was so hopeful that we'll continue to send pictures as the girls get older, which just made my heart so happy. He was a good dude. He yes. really was. Yes. I think oftentimes uh, small town folk can get a bad rap for slow or dumb or just they're different, but they're not slow or dumb. Well, some of them are slow and dumb. Let's be honest. Some of them are slow and dumb. Dale's not slow or dumb. 
what he is is a very pleasant, yes. patient, yes. was happy to have a very socially distancing appropriate conversation about the dogs with a complete stranger. Yeah. But he's in my heart, he's my people. I Yeah. You I grew up in a tiny town and his town's smaller. Yes. So. <laughs> it was good. I had to work a little bit to dig back into a different vocabulary to make it all work, but you it was guys, good. Kyle can code switch. You may have guessed this from he's let a little bit of his redneck show on here a tiny bit. He can code switch like he can sit here and talk like this to you all or to his clients. But sometimes even with your clients, you can code switch into country boy, but definitely around hometown friends or even just, you know, slide, well, slip back into that. You don't want to be accused of putting on airs. <laughs> you can code switch back into country, um, talk way faster than I can. Um, so anyway, that was so fun to hear from Dale and he was, cool. Really genuinely, like, I hope the puppies are doing okay. So, um, okay, so also a very big highlight of the of today was that I finally, finally had time to get in and start responding to comments that you guys have left on our videos, both in Facebook and some in Patreon. I still have more to get to in Patreon. Two things stood out to me. I was unprepared, hashtag unprepared, for the big feelings that people have about hot dog, hot dog condiments. Yes. And whether or not, because just as a throwaway, you mentioned, like, this is the kind of person that puts mayonnaise on hot dogs. Yes, which was, I stand by that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I love things like that. Yeah. I love things like that, like the whole gravy thing, yes. these things that are geographically, like if we hadn't had the Civil War for slavery, we still had <laughs> condiments and gravies to fall back on. Oh my gosh. It just so exactly. happened that that took front and center. And it should have. It was a more important issue. Oh my gosh. So now we have these latent arguments. I hope that's not perceived as racist. It I is. truly <laughs> have no intention of that being a I communication. Know. I know you're teasing, but truly that was the other thing. So mayonnaise and hot dogs is a thing. I don't know if that's regional because as I responded to some people who were talking about this, once, once that topic came up, I do remember, and my dad is from South Texas. I grew up in Oklahoma. So the, I don't think this is a, a, a North South divide, but I can remember, and I haven't thought about this in a long time. My dad on Saturdays, we would often, uh, my dad would cook on Saturdays, cook and he would make hot dogs and heat up a can of chili we'd have chili dogs and mm -hmm. i can remember now i haven't thought about this in a long time but he would put mayonnaise on his bun do the hot dog and then pour this can chili over it, it explains a lot <laughs> but even more interesting to me was the gravy debate okay so white gravy versus brown gravy and brown gravy fans are big fans of the brown gravy AJ's shaking her head off screen. Here's my question for you, because you talk about gravy a lot. I am the gravy master. <laughs> you do. I have a master's in gravy. You do have a master's in gravy. Yes. You're working on a PhD. Yes. All but dissertation on your PhD in gravy. It's true. Um, because you like to talk about how every culture has a type of gravy, essentially. Yes. So we've talked about that. But when it comes to brown gravy versus white gravy in our part of the world... Here's my confusion. I feel like the gravy needs to match the kind of 
food, especially the protein that you're eating. For example, here in Oklahoma, it would not be strange to have roast beef and have a brown gravy. Right. Maybe more like an au jus, like a lighter version of gravy. Maybe. But beef with brown gravy would not be strange. But chicken with brown gravy would be weird. That's weird. Yes. Here's my... Okay. Here's my... My gravy tree. It's like the family tree of gravy. Mm. There's probably a button. Gravy map? Gravy mapping. Okay. Um, turkey, brown gravy. Okay. Yes. There's no exception to that. It doesn't matter where you're from. Turkey, stuffing, yeah. brown gravy. End okay. of story. Yes. Salisbury steak. Brown gravy. Brown gravy. Steak fingers. Steak fingers? Steak fingers are kind of gender gravy neutral. <laughs> They're, they're, it's, you can't peg them down. And part of that is because you've begun to bring in the deep fried portion oh, of things. right. Especially as you move into the deep fried portion of things, white gravy takes over. And yes, I did emphasize the H and said white gravy yeah. takes over there. Red eye gravy is less popular, more true south, and that can come into play on a lot of things. Um, but the, the white gravy, absolutely, with that chicken fry exterior. Mm. That sounds really good. And it and it's the only gravy to have on biscuits and gravy. Oh, absolutely. So that's that's kind of how gravy, how the gravy river flows. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so interesting. I do think it is fascinating how different parts of the country and, of course, different parts of the world experience food and have food norms. It is the topic of much uh, debate and big feelings. Yes. In fact, all of this, if it's okay for the producer to call an audible and let's, both of these stories just struck me okay. out of the past. Okay. So we lived <clears throat> prior to Oklahoma city. We lived small town, Oklahoma, and one of the people who I came in regular contact with, he was the spouse of a lady that worked as an office manager where we were at. Mm -hmm. And he was, I don't know technically where he was from. I think his story changed quite regularly, but he always, it was always something true deep South. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day he was, he was one of the happiest people mm -hmm. that you'd ever meet. He was the perpetual Santa Claus played Santa Claus. Literally Santa Claus. Yes. With his own natural beard. Natural beard that he worked on year round. Yes. All kept his weight up. All of Oh, it. yes. He was committed. Mm -hmm. He came as the only time I think I've ever seen him mad. He came in because he had ordered red eye gravy from somewhere local there, which where we lived was not truly a place you'd want to order red eye gravy. That's like ordering fried chicken in Ontario. It's just a, it's a weird... Sorry, Canadians. We're not really. You have things that are you do well. Leave our chicken alone. Um, he got me derailed. So, yeah, he came in. He'd ordered red-eye gravy somewhere. And very plainly, it had come out of, like, a plastic tear-open-and-squeeze package. And he was heated. Mm -hmm. Used all kinds of colorful language. He was heated and it was just so shocking because he was 
always such a happy guy. Mm -hmm. Now, the second story that just flashed through my mind, this is truly the beauty of small town America. And this is what is underneath this, this calm and composed exterior. Mm -hmm. Same place mm -hmm. where he'd had the gravy debacle. Less than a mile away. Less than a mile away from my office was an insurance company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Little couple of folks that worked out of a nationally branded yeah. franchise, all that. And uh, and I knew them because I had been visiting with them potentially to be clients of mine. The individuals that worked there, not their, their company. Um, and the, the lady, this is so beautiful. The lady, she's probably 35. And I knew her... Uh, Loosely, I knew her husband. He ran a, a very quality other business. And I won't go too into detail because small town, any of them that hear this, they're all like, oh, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. um, one day, again, Santa Claus comes into the office. He's not upset this time. He's just shock and awe and happy to share the gossip. Well, evidently, this gal had heard, uh, this, this insurance lady had heard that... Somebody had been talking bad about her and or maybe flirting with her husband. I feel like they was both involved, yeah. Probably both. She waited until her smoke break. And yes, smoke breaks are still a thing. <laughs> she waited until her smoke break. She goes and hops in her vehicle and drives the, you know, 0.72 miles from her office down to this restaurant where... The local tag. Through whatever, tagging on Facebook or whatever, she knew where the lady was who she had been walked, talking about, who'd been talking about yeah. her. And as it was told to me, <laughs> as she's journeying towards this other person, mouth running the whole time, I heard you said whatever, never misses a stride and finishes with just punches her right in the face <laughs> and knocks <laughs> right her out the right in the middle of the restaurant on her smoke break, knocks her out. And there's a one punch, one and done deal, <laughs> knocks her out. Grabs her napkin, wipes her hand off, goes, gets in the car, drives back, has just enough time to finish her smoke and get sat down at her seat before the local police show up to see what is going on. It's beautiful. This is the, this is what lives in my heart. I try to hold it down and not do those things. This is how I grew up. Beautiful. That's one of my favorite stories from that town. We had some dark times, and that's a whole other thing. We could fill many episodes talking about that. Those are not sort of awesome. That was yeah. anti-sort of awesome times, but there are some good old stories that came out of that time, Indeed. for sure. I thought you were going to tell the story on your cell phone. One time you made white gravy, and you grabbed the wrong canister. Oh, yeah. It was is this Is that too much gravy for one episode? <laughs> well, let's just, let's just say this. It wasn't flour. It was powdered sugar. It was powdered sugar. <laughs> it was all, it, every time I added flour to try to thicken the gravy, it got like immediately crystallized and I'm breaking it up and it's not working. Finally, I get the consistency where it should be <laughs> and it's delicious, but it does not taste like white gravy at all. We were, we were just and eating. We were eat, it was literally halfway through the meal. I was like, damn it, I know what happened. <laughs> You were like, that wasn't flour. Right? And you, had, you had like gone to all the trouble to 
hand batter and fry. I feel like it was like chicken tenders. Kind of yes, it was, a, it was a big redneck production. Yes, and that's a lot of work. And you'd made this homemade gravy and we were all just like eating it. And did the gravy did taste weird, but yeah. But it was good. It Everybody was, good. was like, yeah. And, we, and I kept asking, yeah. yeah. I kept asking because I was really self-conscious about it. I was like, do you, do you like it? Are you sure you like it? And everybody's like, oh yeah, we, we like it. Oh. The twins really liked it. It was so sweet. It's like the 10,000 calorie chicken meal. <laughs> That's all I have for the gravy you've got. That's all the gravy all right. that we got to give you. All right. Well, okay. You did a good job. High five. Wait, I'm I still... I refuse oh, to... Oh, okay. We're not socially We've... distancing with each other. Yeah. Okay. She... Yeah. Okay, we'll see you next time. <laughs> gravy has its own page on Wikipedia? Of course it does. So does Colonel Harlan David Sanders, founder of fast food restaurant chain Kentucky Fried Chicken. After selling the company... He became quite displeased with how old recipes were being changed, especially the gravy recipe. He was unsuccessfully sued for publicly making derogatory gravy statements. I'm in love.